Welcome back to the Football Friday podcast presented by Football Fever. We've got a big discussion today and it's going to be all based around who is the best Premier League youngster slash wonder kid right now. We'll be talking about who's performing the best currently over this season, who's maybe overperforming, who's got the most potential. So we're, going, we're only going to um, narrow it down to just Premier League, obviously, because we could go on forever and ever if we did everywhere in the world. But um, we've, it's me, Jacob and Zach again. Um, if you want to see another guest, let us know. Um, and to start off, we've got a bit of news, um, of an incident um, involving Matt Ritchie. Um, so he's apologised over following training ground dispute with Steve Bruce. Um, Bruce has then gone on to say in an interview, um, it was Ritchie's fault for the last goal Newcastle conceded. Um, so I think what the story is, is um, Ritchie's come on as a substitute. And he's lost his man, like, and they've scored from that. I'm not sure if any of you two have seen it, but yeah, you know, no. it's quite harsh. I think, even if it is his fault, to say in an interview, yeah, it's his fault. Or saying, I can't remember what he worded it like. He said he hadn't understood the tactics as quickly as he should, or something like that. And so they conceded from it, like, within minutes of him coming on. Um, yeah, but. It's been a I mean, bit of an up-and-down season for him, to be honest. Yeah, well, I think, obviously, Newcastle aren't really looking amazing recently. And I feel like, well, they're getting brought into like a, re- a bit of a relegation battle. Because, I mean, and if like Bruce is saying that about his players to the media, I mean, it could be a long way for the rest of the season for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. I think uh, obviously, obviously they'll probably both like apologize to each other, um, like in a just talking to each other like at the training ground or something. But um, I don't know. I suppose we'll just have to see um, um, how this will go. But yeah, well, he has um, actually been linked with Bournemouth. I think I saw the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if because of the argument or what, but. Um... Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and like you pointed out to me, Jacob, like a few days, I think it was you, um, said that there's only eleven games of the season left, or something like that. Yeah, which has gone mad. Like this season's gone so fast. I mean, obviously, eleven games is quite a lot, um, but when you're playing two games a week, um, it won't take that long, to be honest. How long? Five, five, six weeks till the season's over. Mm-hmm. And um, well, yeah, it. Well, I guess keep take, keep staying on the topic of Newcastle. Do you think Newcastle will go down? I mean, it's very start, strange. Start start of the season and most of the, like up to January. I wouldn't have said said they would have gone down, but yeah. most recently, I mean, they're definitely in a battle. I think for me, it's between them and Fulham. Mm-hmm. What opinion. do you think, Zach? Um, I think that they will stay up. I think Steve Bruce will still get the slap no matter what because it's been a very disappointing season for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, did, they did all right last season, I thought. Um, mm. And then they obviously... Well, no, I say the only club that's had a good season this season is obviously Man City and even they started off pretty poorly. Um, but it's been a roller coaster of a season and for neutrals, um, it, it, it seemed very entertaining. Um, but then next up, we've got Steven Gerrard was sent off um, after appealing against a penalty with Rangers. 
Um, Alfredo Morelos was taken down by the keeper, um, but the referee gave Morelos a yellow card for diving. Now, I don't know if you two have seen this, boys, but um, in, in my opinion, I, I think it was a penalty. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it showed different angles. And some angles looked like it wasn't a penalty. Some, like, obviously, there was one angle, um, I think it was behind the keeper, which showed he brought him down. But obviously, it's it's one of those where... Do they have VAR in Scotland? I'm not, I'm not too no, sure about no, that. No, they don't. So I'm no. sure VAR would have overturned it, but it's sort of one of those where there's contact, but I don't know if there's enough to go down. But in the modern day, it is a penalty because obviously that attackers do tend to, well, die for if they feel contact, they will go down to run a penalty. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. yeah, obviously. Gerard being a new manager, I don't think he's a... Well, even the most... What should we say? The most... Um, experienced. Experienced manager, that's it. Most, they Even most experienced managers get sent off in football games uh, yeah. for complaining. But I guess um, Gerard is inexperienced. And um, it'll that'll improve as he's a manager um, with how to deal with his... I wouldn't say anger, but his opinion on the referee. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what, like the limit he can go to say to the referee. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, he actually got a yellow card and then he carried on going mm-hmm. and got another yellow card, which is... I mean, I, I found that quite quite weird how he would carry on. Obviously, I know mm-hmm. he, he thought it was a penalty. And Rangers did mm-hmm. go on to win the game at the end, 1-0. Um, yeah. But I, I'm sure... It, it, it was obviously like uh, a bit like angry with the referee because I, I wonder like because obviously none of us watched the whole game but I wonder like uh, the whole game if there was always like some dodgy calls from the referee yeah. and it just wasn't down to that one decision well, to be fair this this could even be a new topic um, for a future podcast but the referees um, in England I've heard the Scot- Scottish referees aren't the greatest either but especially in the, the referees in the Premier League have been getting a lot of stick recently Um I guess and in the lower leagues in England, but some of the decisions he'd be making are appalling. I have to admit, and obviously it's coming down to it's not. I think at the start of the season, obviously it was on VAR, but like obviously they're making the wrong decisions. But now more referees are going over to the to the um, screen at the side of the pitch and still getting the calls wrong. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah it's it's causing a lot of debate. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, if you honest, if you honestly talk about. Um, refereeing decisions and what's gone wrong, let us know. And um, the final topic before the main one um, is there's been a new change to the handball law. Um, previously, if the ball hit the player's hand leading up to a goal, the goal would have been disallowed. But now the IFAB um, have changed the law so that accidental handballs that lead to a goal or a teammate scoring a goal will no longer be classed as offence. This rule changed after an incident in the Fulham game yesterday. Um Obviously, I've only seen pictures of this. Um, I think you two have as well, or is that might have seen the video? I'm not sure. But um, I mean, is this a good change? A good change? Or is it? Well, I think it is a good rule. Like, obviously, unintentional handballs. I think they'll still base it on where the where the hand is. But um, if the ball, but if your hand is by your side and the ball hits you, obviously you can't do anything about that. But what the one yeah. thing I don't kind of agree with is changing rules halfway through the season like I well, think back yeah. to um, well, Camino's goal against, well Camino's handball against Tottenham um, obviously that got disallowed because of a handball a minute earlier in the attack so I mean 
I, I don't agree with changing rules halfway through the season, but go on, what were you saying, Jacob? Well, oh, just give me a second. Um, but what what do you think then, Zach, if um, if changing rules halfway through a season or? Um, I mean, I think it's only really necessary change rules halfway through the season if it's like something like really dramatic that certainly needs to be changed right away. Like yeah. rules like this, they should be just like kept the whole kept when it's just like halfway through the season. By the start of the season, I thought they should have changed it then. Like what they did with the handball rule. I think yeah. if they keep changing it over and over again, the referees won't know what they're doing. And like, it's the idea of consistency in um in the mm-hmm. refereeing decisions as well. Obviously, I see, ever since VARs come in, like the rules have been, or the opinions on referees have got a bit more heated. People disagreeing because obviously they they have no excuse to say I couldn't properly see the tackle. I couldn't see if it hit his hand for a handball, but then VARs come in. Obviously, you look at the tight offsides, um, with all the lines in. So I, I think VAR, um, it, ha- it obviously it has potential to be good, but um, well, at the start of the season, I think I'm the same as everyone. Uh, everyone was hating on VAR, but I think yeah. more recently it's uh, been the referees. But go on, Jacob. What were you gonna say um, before? Um, so I was gonna say, like. Well, they should have got the decision right from the start. Mm-hmm. So, like, so yeah, they shouldn't have changed it all them times. But, um, like, but they should have just it, they should have like had it right from the start. I mean, we had a whole like summer to plan it out since the season, like how it's going to work and everything. But yeah. yeah, it's just not been obviously very good recently. But yeah. I suppose we'll have to see from now. Yeah, it's not even the first rule they've changed this season. It is. I I I don't know. I, I just don't agree that they're changing it halfway through, because obviously it look like if say Liverpool are three. Um, well, obviously I know Liverpool won the Tottenham game, but say they didn't, and it was because of that goal got disallowed, and they were three points off um, Champions League or whatever, and then they changed the rule about a month later. Obviously, I don't think that's fair. But uh, yeah. But I don't know. Obviously, they've changed it. I think. It is a good change, but they probably should have waited till the end of the season with the idea of consistency always running <laughs> around. Yeah. But um, now I think it's time to move on to why you've all um, clicked on this podcast and it is discussing who the best youngster in the Premier League is right now. Obviously, we'll, we'll be talking about the um, the best performing right now, obviously, who's got like the most um, average rating in the Premier League, who's got the most potential. Obviously, the one... Um, who's starring at the moment, is Curtis Jones, I'd say, um, starring for Liverpool. So he's been one of the most standout mm-hmm. performances over the last month for Liverpool. Um, but obviously, there's likes of Phil Foden, Saka, Greenwood, Fafana, Mezia, Lamptey, all doing, all performing extremely well in the Premier League. Um, have you got any preferences, boys? Obviously, I know Jacob will like Mezia as a Leeds player. But, yeah, um, personally, yeah. in my opinion... I would say, obviously, with a key, I would say Mesley is the best young goalkeeper in the league right now. Yeah. Well, he is the youngest, but um, I, I would say, I would say like the best, the like the three most like players that you see, maybe not on the score sheet, but like names that you hear and are doing the best at the moment is probably Curtis Jones, um, Foden, and I would say Saka. Yeah. 
And to fair, Neto, Neto's been um, very key for Wolves recently. Yeah, he's stepped up since Jota's left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously there's lots more um, names that we haven't mentioned, but I, I would agree with Jacob that they are probably the most heard of like main three. I'd say, obviously, Phil Foden and Curtis Jones are kind of similar. Um, yeah. And obviously, a lot of the names we mentioned, or all those three, are actually English as well, which is good. Yeah, it was good to say. England. And then mm-hmm. we have discussed it before, but do, do you, well, you've mentioned Saka as one of your, in your top three, Jacob, but would, do you see him making the England squad to number one? Number two, do you see him staying at Arsenal or going somewhere maybe bigger or and do you see him playing as a left back left wing back or a left midfielder three things to um think um about. so first um i think he'll i do see him staying at arsenal for quite a bit mm-hmm. but um i don't think he'll have his whole career at arsenal um i don't think he'll move to another premier league club though Maybe if you asked me this last year, there might have been a chance, but I, I don't know. I just see like um, a foreign team coming from like later on in his career. Um, and oh, what were the other question there? Oh, what position? Yeah, what position? You, was, um, I, he's very good attacker. His defensive needs to be worked on if he wants to play as a left back. Um, but as a like a winger, left midfielder, whatever. I um I feel like I feel in my opinion that's his best position because he can like run at defend defenders and like show his ability on the ball. Yeah, I mean I I've, I've agreed with everything you've said so far. Obviously, yeah, if Saka is to play a bit more defensive, left wing back is more suited for him. Yeah. Um, but I, I do prefer him to see left mid, left wing. Obviously, he's played right mid as well. Obviously, he does bring a lot, pace, acceleration, good feet, good dribbling. Um, but what about you, Zach? Who would your top three from the Premier League youngsters be? I think it's the same as Jacob, really. Don't know. But um, well, I just think Chris Jones during this really tough Liverpool period one of the worst teams that they've had under Jurgen Klopp. Um, well, I won't say they performed poorly, but it's the worst season of Jurgen Klopp, maybe. Chris Jones is really um shined, shown, whatever, and um, become a key part to Liverpool. And I think, um, so that itself just deserves him to be in the top three, um, being an integral part of um, the Liverpool first-team squad. I think Phil Foden has been the same with City, but they're having a really good season, and he's like managed to work his way to the first team. I would say he's uh, replaced David Silva quite nicely. Yeah. yeah. And I think with Saka, he's just proved that he has so much potential. And um, he has carried Arsenal at times this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a, I am a, a massive fan of Saka. I see he was yeah, linked so. to Liverpool as well um, a bit ago. But um, obviously, my, well, my, my main three is probably going to be the exact same. But um, I, this has come to my mind. Do you think we should build... Um, the best eleven of youngsters, um, say under twenty uh, ones. Yeah, we could do. Yeah. Yeah. Say we had, we'd have Mezia, 
Right back. I think he's the only. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the amount of ta- with the amount of game time he's been getting, well, say he yeah. did move to um, say he was playing for a Chelsea or Tottenham or someone like that. Obviously, he wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. He might have a future there. Well, but... he might have a chance in Chelsea's team. How yeah. their goalkeepers well, are yeah. recently. But yeah. um, I'd, I'd say right back. Obviously, Trent is very young, but he, I don't. No one classes him. St- yeah, yeah, I don't think he's. Sexter, so I'd say Lamptey. Would you? Yeah, well, right, is Reese James classed as a youngster or is he also yeah, that, classed that's as? True. That is true. Well, that, that's wow. a debate. Would you rather have Lamptey or would you rather have um, Reese James? I think Reese James, see, Lamptey just it, like works so hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one part you see him right back and then he's like chasing their centre backs down. Mm-hmm. Like, um, love to see, but Reese James is like, it's like, such or like because he's young he does make some mistakes here and there but he's like reliable yeah yeah like so i suppose it's a tough one i think i would just be edging reese james yeah well yeah i'm I'm actually i'd probably say lamptey to be honest i'm i'm actually a fan obviously with the way liverpool play as well with attacking fullbacks he would actually be a good fit Obviously, he won't. He's not. He won't join because of Trent there. Um, but I, I do like how he plays. Very fast. Um, always looking to attack. But like you said, Reese James, I think has the edge defensively. <laughs> Maybe if you if you were looking at playing him right wing back, I think he's definitely a lot better for playing there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So Zach, I think it's down to you. I voted for Lamptey. Jacob's voted for Reese James. James. Who would you? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you going to um, decide to go in our starting eleven? It's very mixed, but I think I'm going to have to go Reese James because I think he's definitely better now. Well, it's actually quite tough. And just think <laughs> the way he, he's actually really good defensively. Better than Lamptey. Yeah. So I'd go with Reese James. Uh-huh. But going yep. forward, maybe Lamptey's better. Uh-huh. Well. Uh-huh. Left back. Are we classing Saka as a left back or as a winger? That's the thing. Well, I I think we should put him as a winger since we said he he's probably better off yeah. as a winger. But left mm-hmm. back, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't. Can we class Tierney as a? Nah, I'd say Tierney's yeah. just just edging like the old. Like... Maybe even um, Lamptey because Lamptey's actually played left back a few times for Brighton. We could even play yeah. as a left back. Or James with, Justin from Leicester. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we, he he would be, but if if we're saying he's too old, is he twenty two, twenty three? So, mm, yeah. So we'd put either Reese J, um, just James Justin or Lamptey left back, and then centre backs. Um, Ampadu. Fofana. It's a shout and Fofana probably. I, I won't put I won't put Ampadu in. Who would you say? Mm-hmm. I. I, think for I don't think definitely. he's. I don't think he's been amazing this season. Um, yeah. um Fofana definitely. Yeah. Um, um, it's, it is a tough one. Um, I'm just trying to think of everyone's age. Um, I'd say one that's definitely a shout. Obviously, I don't. He, he, he's definitely not been uh, one of the best. In the league, but um, 
Reese Williams stepping up, especially being on loan at Kidderminster last year to mm-hmm. play in Champions League football. I think yeah. he's there. I, I, I shout, but... Yeah, I would... I won't put him. I won't put him in because he's not like he's made a couple of mistakes here and there. Yeah. There's got, but there's got to be someone who's who we're just missing. Uh, oh, Zan Kabak maybe. Mm. Oh, he's only played. He, yeah, he's not played enough. I would say. Oh come on. Um. um it's hard actually because. Yeah. Well, maybe um, this should be left down to you guys listening. Um, yeah. If you listen to on YouTube, you can comment below saying my yeah. young centre-back to partner for Fana would be, and then obviously whoever you think. And I th- I'll say we move on to the midfielders, um, and then at the end, obviously, if we think of a centre-back, we can put him in. Um, but mm-hmm. should we go with four through three, three midfielders? Obviously, yep. Curtis Jones and Phil Foden. Yep. And yeah, confirmed. Who should be the one to partner them? <laughs> Um, Would you and Rice as young? Uh, it is a good shout, to be fair, yeah, and that, that would be he's good. and that would be a good um, partnership as well because Declan Rice can like sit a bit uh, deeper, and then like yeah. Fod- Foden and or, Jones can. There is another one, but he's very attacking still. Mason Mount. Mm. Yeah, uh, when Mason, the thing of Mason Mount is, when he's when he's good, he's very. If that makes sense, when he like plays well in a game, he's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not like very good consistently. I like yeah. I would say with yeah. uh, the other two midfielders, but yeah, like in a game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'd put Rice in just because of the more yeah. uh, balanced midfield, the more defensive. Curtis yeah. mm-hmm. Jones more box to box, and obviously Foden more attacking, and then the mm-hmm. front of three. So we're saying. Saka, Saka on the left, uh, right wing. Would you put Martinelli? Um, are you, I, I, right are we are we doing it off this season or if, um, like just yeah, who yeah, think... I say this season or do uh, we don't, I, I, if we do it off the season, don't put Martin. He's not played enough. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Greenwood had a good season last season, but yeah, yeah, this season is not. Season. Ferran Torres from Man City is yeah, a decent. A yeah. Obviously, if Harvey Elliott was in the Premier League, he'd definitely um, mm-hmm. be there. But... He could class him as Premier League, playing for Liverpool, but on loan. Hmm. Hudson Adoy. Um, oh, he's another no. one has been a bit like I, in yeah. and out. Wait, Pedro Neto, and then you oh, play Neto, on the right. Oh yeah, Neto. Mm-hmm. on the right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good shout. And then the yes. probably the most exciting one, the striker. Who would you say has been the best young striker of the season? Obviously, Fabio Silva came in with um, high expectations. He's only young. Um, but would you say he's been the best young striker? Um, um, no, no. Um, Obviously, Brewster's there, but he hasn't played. Um, there's also been. Hmm. It's got to be. Oh. If only Bamford was young. <laughs> um. 
Jesus. Uh, this is striker. Uh, I'd say Tammy Abraham's like with Trent and stuff. He's just probably yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um. In Ketia, but again, he he does well yeah. in games. He just doesn't get goals. And with a striker, uh, you do need to get goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Beanwood, you could maybe cross as a striker. He can play there. Yeah, but he's just not. Again, the, well, this season has not been getting enough goals. I'd say. As. I don't know. It's hard, really. Yeah. Um, but um, going back to midfield, I'm like I just thought of the name. I mean, I wouldn't say he's been, yeah, he's not been as good as any other midfielder, but he could have been a contender coming up from the championship. Eze, yeah, that's come up. Uh, and, oh, um, Watkins. Yeah. Uh, no, is that Watkins is a bit too old? Um, but this might that, have to what, be Watkins one. is 25. Oh, I thought he was quite young. This might obviously um, Carver Lewin. He's he's old. He's a bit older than the others. Boy, could be a yeah. Shot. But um, mm-hmm. I think there might be another one um, that we have to leave to you guys. But um, I think we've definitely got um, some good foundations to a squad here. And obviously, mm-hmm. if these all reach their potential that they can reach, I think there's going to be um, some amazing players in the Premier League. Obviously, like you look at Harvey Elliott, who's um, in the Championship. Players that could come through next season. Quite interesting to do this again next season. Um, so let us know if you yeah. do that. Um, I'm sure the majority of the team will be the same, but obviously there'll be a few new faces. But um, if you have enjoyed, um, subscribe on YouTube if you listen to this on there. If you listen to Spotify or anywhere else, just thanks for watching. Um, check and check any of the other podcasts from the previous weeks out, and then um, we'll see you next Friday at five pm. See ya. Peace. See ya. Yeah. Peace.